How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Here to set you free, not just me, but Mark Levine, my co-host every hour two on Hump Day. Today is Hump Day, and he's with me here again on Hour 3. Glad to have him in D.C. and me in L.A. with you on your show of For and By You, the people, the only true democracy in talk radio. Well, Mark, we're not going to get high, but we're going to talk about people who want to get high and not just use marijuana for medicinal purposes, right? Absolutely. Let's do it. Well, we talked about Alaska, but this is not about polar bears or towns having to be moved because of climate change. Alaska is allowing recreational marijuana and, you know, there, we can't avoid the fact that the campaign to legalize marijuana for medicinal purposes and recreational purposes uh, is uh, spreading. Um, smoking, growing, and even owning small amounts of marijuana became legal in Alaska now. And this is a, a, a movement that is growing, the decriminalization uh, throughout the United States. Uh, would you say that it's within those pot smokers and lovers reach that all 50 states will have the legalization of marijuana for medicinal purposes, perhaps at first, and then eventually for recreational purposes. If for no other reason, then it's pretty lucrative when you look at the states of Colorado and Washington. I don't know that it'll get to all 50 states, but it's definitely spreading. You have Colorado, Washington, and Alaska now. You have Maryland and Oregon about to implement theirs. D.C. is trying, but of course the District of Columbia has its own problems because it's not an independent state uh, like Alaska or, or Washington or Colorado. It, it, uh, con- it's fighting with the Republicans in Congress, who apparently are fighting at their own states, uh, states like Alaska and Colorado. I mean, Alaska's a red state, Colorado's a purple state. They're fine with their own states allowing that freedom for their own citizens, but they want to uh, take away the freedoms of the people of the District of Columbia, which uh, i got to tell you around here, it's, it, it does not make people too fond of their congressional overlords. Uh, but, yeah, I do think it's growing. I do think it will increase to many states, probably even most states. I don't know that we'll quite make it to all 50 states. I look at something like the lottery or gambling, which has also grown magnificently all across the country, still isn't quite in all 50 states, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it it's 30-something states, eventually. Uh, let's take some calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is uh, the number. Uh, let's see. Uh, we had talked to John in Ferndale, so Josh in Pittsburgh is up next, line four. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Happy hump day. Uh, what is your take on this issue? Well, you, you asked a lot of questions. Uh, you, put, you put a Twitter post out with, uh, like, 12 questions, and, um, you know, I just wanted to sort of go through some of them uh, with you. Um, I have answers to most of them, pretty quick answers, actually. Okay. Um, you said, should marijuana be legalized and taxed nationally like alcohol? No, I think it needs to be a state decision. Um, and I, You know, a state-by-state state decision is something that really the national government should be terribly involved in. Um, will it eventually happen? Probably because we just have this tendency to nationalize everything. But no, but that's how alcohol works right now. We haven't nationalized alcohol. Alcohol is legal on a state-by-state basis. Uh, whole states used to be dry, in fact, and whole counties still right. are dry in America today. And the individual state or county taxes alcohol. Uh, my home 
town of Nashville, Tennessee, was a dry county for uh, many, many years. And there's still, I know there are counties in Tennessee, including the county, by the way, where Jack Daniels is made. Uh, Lynchburg, Tennessee is, a, has, is in a dry county. So it is localized. With the repeal of prohibition, there, there was a, a part of the, there's a part of that amendment that basically states, uh, basically says that states have, you know, they have uh, a plenary power to, to decide what to do with alcohol within their borders. Right. So there really is, you know, there, there's a, you know, there's a sort of special constitutional mechanism there that be. wouldn't apply like in the example. case of marijuana. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be especially in the Constitution. You're right about that. But look at tobacco. Tobacco is also taxed at the state level. There are different cigarette taxes depending on what state you're in, uh, and including some states that have almost no taxes on tobacco at all. So I think tobacco and alcohol being a state-by-state decision, I suspect marijuana will be exactly the same way. Okay. Uh, well, she also asked on... Did the prohibition era show that keeping marijuana illegal, you know, like alcohol, won't work in the end? You know, because people will just sell and buy it illegally. No, I don't think so. Um, there's, a, there's a special, you know, sort of, uh, there's a special characteristic of, uh, of alcohol that made prohibition such a problem, which is that alcohol is very easy to make. Uh, so is marijuana. In one's own home. You have to so is marijuana. marijuana. In fact, I would argue marijuana is a lot easier simple. to grow than to have a, a yeah, moonshine distillery in your home in bathtubs. People thought it was quite hard to do, and sometimes they get alcohol poisoning. It's a lot easier to grow pot. You, you, you get some dirt, and you put a seed in, and bingo, you got pot. I think it's easier well, you than have alcohol. To have, you, have to have, you have to have your grow lights, I suppose, or whatever. You have to, you know. Um, you you know, have to have light and water. Thing. It's not the easiest thing to do, and it's not the easiest thing to do undetected. Um, well, it wouldn't have to be undetected anymore if it were legal. That's true. Um, but it's, you know, it's not really the best argument, I think, to say that, well, people are just going to do it. And we can't just make all drugs legal because people would, you know, because they're illegal and people are going to do it, you know, people are going to do it anyway. Well, there, I agree there's with you there, but I think the answer person. is marijuana is a lot less dangerous than some drugs that I would continue to ban, like crack or heroin. Oh, or no, I, like I completely agree with you. In fact, I've taken the position before uh, that, uh, you know, I have, I don't, have a problem with making marijuana legal, but you have, I, I, what I'd want to see in exchange for that as a compromise is that cigarettes become illegal because no one will miss them after they're gone. You know uh, what? I detest cigarettes. No one hates tobacco more hey, than Hey, look, I. guys, I live in California where, you know, you know, smokers are worried that they're going to be put in some kind of internment camp. Okay? I was part <laughs> of that movement in California to, that we had a proposition when I lived in California uh, to ban Yeah, I keep forgetting you lived place. here, buddy. What's that? <laughs> I forget you lived here. I, That's I, right. And, and I actually, that was the only first political campaign I got involved in that didn't involve a candidate. It was to ban smoking in public places. But as much as I detest tobacco, and I would never date anyone who smoked tobacco, and when people smoke around me, I order them outside, I would not ban it for the same reason I wouldn't ban marijuana, even though I've never taken a toke. Uh, I've, never, I've never had a toke. You've never inhaled. Never, ever once. Uh, but I would still wouldn't ban it because I, I recognize, I think, the dangers of banning, whether it's cigarettes, tobacco, or alcohol, or, 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 um, or marijuana, are more severe than the consequences. Now, now let's, talk, let's talk about that. What, what are, uh, one, people want something more because it's banned. It's like the kid who's told don't touch the stuff in the cookie jar. Two, uh, it's, it's also uh, a freedom and constitutional issue, right? I don't think it's a constitutional issue. I actually think constitutionally they can ban it. I just think that it's the the wrong political choice to to make. Well, you know, what, 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 why? What, 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 why? Why is it the wrong political choice? Constitutional issue in a sense, in that in that who gets to ban it? Uh, you know, there's it's question. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't don't we don't we want to wait a minute? To me, it's a slippery slope. If you if you ban a cigarette or you know you, we had prohibition, we saw what good that did. 
Uh, you know, if we, if we have bans on things that some people do for extracurricular activity, quite frankly, aren't hurting anyone else unless you're standing within secondhand smoke in inhalation uh, range of somebody smoking pot. Um, I mean, uh, wait, wait, wait. What's next? Do we ban? Do we ban uh, pornography, well, vibrators, no, masturbation? Legislation is always about drawing lines. It, that's that's the that's the nature of. No, there's a difference between yeah, drawing a line and a ban. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you think there's a difference between drawing a line and a ban? Tobacco is a massive bane on the public health. Uh, it, the cost of it so is enormous. alcohol. Apply so is pollution. Well. So yes, is stress. Should we ban stress? Make, I know you can make Should we ban work be, people being workaholics? Should we you ban stress? Should we ban capitalism? Alcohol, Leslie. But the problem is, you would never. No, that would never. There are more people. Excuse me. There are more people dying in this country of heart disease than they are from smoking, than they are from drinking. And certainly from smoking pot. Well, we can those things contribute disease. to heart disease? Yes. However, everyone will say genetics aside, stress is a huge – stress and diet are two of the biggest contributors to heart disease. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to regulate stress and diet than it is to regulate a drug. Look, I do not support banning tobacco, alcohol, or marijuana, but I do recognize we can ban some harmful drugs. I don't mind that we ban crack or we ban arsenic from being easy to get or that we ban some really, really dangerous stuff. My argument is that marijuana is more like tobacco and alcohol than it is like crack and heroin. Well, certainly, certainly. I think that's, that's, that's definitely fair to say. Um, you know, Leslie also asked... Um, uh, you know, with, with Colorado's success, when more states tax marijuana as a way to help cover budget shortfalls, yes, obviously, states are enticed by money these days. They, they've given away most of their power, most of their, most of their independence from the federal government. They've given that away in exchange for, uh, you know, monetary incentives uh, from the federal government. So, you know, in the form of all kinds of, uh, you know, federal laws that otherwise the, the Congress wouldn't be able to, to pass, they, they've passed and said, okay, you know, if you want, if you, you know, if you agree to this, you get your highway funds. If you don't, you don't get Caller, while that's true, I, I need I remind you that one of the first presidents to do that was Ronald Reagan, who said to states that they have to raise their drinking age to 21 if they wanted highway funds. Uh, conservatives used to support that. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, that's a hor- it was a horrible idea to begin with. Well, I mean, it's not a horrible idea in that in, 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 in and of itself. It's horrible that, that states sort of took that, you know, they, they sort of bit into the apple the, you know, of temptation, and they, now they've really sort of swallowed the whole apple, and they really... Well, not completely. You know. I'll tell you, the federal government provides medical assistance to uh, poor and middle-class people, and half the states have refused the free money to take care of their own citizens. They'd rather their own citizens die than take that federal money. So some of that resistance is, is loud and clear, although I don't think it's very helpful to deny your own citizens health care, but hey, half the states do it. Hey, hey Josh, because I, we love you, we can't stay with the whole hour. Any other points you wanted to make? Because we did ask a lot of questions and you said you wanted to tackle some yeah um you know i think the last uh, this last thing was uh you said that um you know does legalization of marijuana and same-sex marriage in more states show that america is becoming more liberal i don't necessarily think so i think that, you know with same-sex marriage i think we have to realize that in, in most states most states did not want to allow that legislatively it was forced upon them by you know sort of rogue federal judges that did not interpret the constitution properly in order to override the the will of majorities in those states i think that you know what you might see with marijuana is it's probably going to be legal to become legal in the more perhaps the more liberal you know already liberal states um, you know of course that monetary incentive from taxing it and whatnot might appeal to uh, you know other states that aren't as liberal because well these days the money is really you know it's a it's a very compelling rationale 
I think if you look at opinion polls, uh, whether it's same-sex marriage or legalization of marijuana, uh, or I forgot the third one you mentioned, uh, the opinion polls show that uh, that this this is an idea whose time has come. It was it was, it was it's an idea that the majority of Americans support, and it's support. I get what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm getting. I get what you're saying, but it has to be done a specific way. It has to be done through the state legislatures. That's just no, the way that our system well, works. Look, why can't it be done through the Constitution? That's how they desegregated the schools. Brown versus Board of Yeah, but isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it? Come on. You know how difficult it is to get something changed with if our one Constitution. One could argue a right to same-sex marriage. One could very easily argue the same. You know, a right to you know smoke marijuana. And that's no, they're, they're therefore invalidating the laws. The laws. I don't think you have a constitutional right to smoke marijuana. I think it's the right thing to do as a matter of policy. But I said, when you raised it earlier, I said, I don't think it's a constitutional right. Uh, but I still think it's a good idea, just because I don't think it's going to say there's a right to same-sex marriage. One can pretty much say that there's a right to any other thing. Uh, no, you know, it, there's, 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 there's no marriage. basis in the Constitution for either. No, no, no. The point is, if you provide marriage to some people, you have to provide it to all people. It would be unconstitutional to say that only heterosexuals get to smoke marijuana, or that only only white people get to smoke marijuana, because it would violate equal protection. Right, That's a different argument. It applies to race. It applies to class of state laws classifying on the basis of race. It doesn't extend further than that. Sure, it does. It says, "Have you read the Fourteenth Amendment?" It says, very, "Equal yes, protection under the laws." It doesn't specify race. If that were the proper interpretation, if that were the proper interpretation, then all driving age laws, drinking age laws, uh, age of consent laws would be under. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because age of consent is different. Because there's always been recognized a difference between adults and children. You, for example, you, you can't hold law, a baby a for a crime. If a baby it's accidentally true. shoots a gun and kills someone, you don't put the three-year-old in jail. person, for that matter, or someone who's insane. Uh, the, the idea, it's an idea of capacity, and the idea is when you're an adult, right. you have certain capacity rights. Is, capacity, capacity is a concept of state law, not constitutional law. If the constitution. Uh, if the Constitution extends rights, it extends those rights to everybody, and it doesn't matter uh, any state any state law concepts that are inconsistent with that would be would become unconstitutional. So, to the extent that there are age of consent laws in these states, because the state says consent is only at age sixteen or seventeen or eighteen, those would become unconstitutional. It opens up, and there's no way to stop it from logically progressing, uh, such that really most legislation cannot exist. No, I don't because think most legislation is unconstitutional at all. I, I think that, that, that there's a logical basis to talk about capacity. Uh, you may disagree that it should be 18. You could say it should be 21 or 16 or 14 or 25. But the idea that clearly a three-year-old shouldn't have the same rights as a 30-year-old, I don't think you'll find anyone that disagrees with that. Okay, we got to take a break, guys. Uh, we love you for uh, calling there. And I was enjoying sitting back and listening to the debate. Did my nails? No, just joking. Uh, Josh in Pittsburgh, thank you for your call, buddy. We're going to take more if you're holding hang tight. You want to join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. And we're talking about how Alaska now has become the third state to legalize marijuana, not just for medicinal, but also recreational purposes. Oh, this is one of my favorite lines, Marky Mark. I asked him yesterday if he could pull this song. Oh, Bruno Mars, he is just so sexy. Oh, my God. Can't help myself. Got to fan myself. Yes. Too hot. Love this song. I, I'm going to get arrested for dancing too much while driving on the L.A. freeways. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. Mark, you with me? You like that bumper? Do you, I love that song. I, I don't think that – is there anybody out there that doesn't – is that this is something the world could agree on or at least this country could agree on, that that's a damn good song and get you moving. <laughs> 
I like that. Call the police. Call the fire. I'm so hot. Call the police. <laughs> oh, loving it. Anyway, uh, we, we're not talking about that song or Bruno Mars. Um, we are talking about recreational marijuana. Uh, but oh, we no, gotta... they, they could combine, as you can imagine, but, but I'll let that go. I, I was go- I, Don't get me started. Poor Bruno was busted for coke, wasn't he, in Vegas uh, a couple of years ago? I have no idea, before. but it wouldn't surprise me. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, he's from Hawaii, where I understand some people do grow it there. Illegally. But speaking of, we have less than a minute. Fed Trump state, marijuana, regardless of what these states do, is still illegal on a federal level. DEA could come in and clean up shop in these states. Mark will tell us the answer to my question about that right after this, and we'll take more of your calls. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine, and we are talking pop. We're not smoking it, but they're legalizing it for medicinal and recreational purposes in Alaska, Colorado, and Washington State. Now, before the break and before we get to your calls at 888-6-LESLIE, Mark, the federal government, and on a federal level, obviously, uh, marijuana is still illegal. And despite it being legal um, for medicinal purposes in more than three states, but both medicinal and recreational purposes in these three states of Colorado, Washington, and Alaska, could the DEA come in and enforce the federal law since Fed trumps state legally? They could. And, in fact, this issue, this very issue, went all the way up to the United States Supreme Court because people said, hey, what right in the Constitution does the federal government have to police marijuana, particularly if it's grown in your own home? Now, we all know the federal government can police interstate commerce. And, in fact, that's why, they, that's why the Affordable Care Act, frankly, I believe is constitutional, despite what the Supreme Court says. And that's why uh, there's a lot of things that the federal government can regulate. Uh, but uh, it would all, the question was, if you buy marijuana in your own home and smoke it, how is that something the federal government can regulate under the Constitution? Well, all up to the Supreme Court, and by a 5-4 decision authored by Justice Scalia, Scalia said that, yes, the federal government can regulate marijuana because if you grow it in your own home, you're less likely to buy it on the interstate market, and therefore it can be regulated. So the same justice that said that health care, which is one-sixth of our nation's economy, does not go from state to state, even though we obviously use pills and doctors and everything from across state lines, said that marijuana growing in your own home can be. If that doesn't make any sense, well, it doesn't. You just have to ask Justice Scalia. But, but the upshot of it is, yes, absolutely, uh, federal government trumps state law. It has been found to be constitutional. And the only reason it's not being forced at the federal level is because President Obama's Justice Department has decided, much like in the immigration situation, that they do not choose to use their prosecutorial discretion to enforce this law. However, if a new Republican president comes in, watch out, people in Colorado, Washington, Alaska. I wouldn't vote for Jeb Bush. You're going to lose your right to smoke marijuana. And quite frankly, I think we'd all agree we would like people to be prosecuting terrorists instead of those who are smoking a joint. Or murderers or Wall Street fraud or I rapists, rapists, domestic yeah. violence. I can Just, think of a bunch more things I, I care more about. I'm with you. Let's go to Bill in Massachusetts, Line 5. Hey, Bill, thanks for your patience. Good afternoon. What's your take on this? Hi, Leslie. Thank you for the for the subject. I, I think what I would like to say, basically, is is I think it's important to take just a moment to celebrate this sort of new wave of uh, authenticity and good common sense and the power of everyday people's life experiences collectively um, moving forward against this big wave of heavily funded war on drugs anti. Uh, reality stuff that 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 gets a lot of money from uh, um, you know conservative sources, and 
people have been seeing through it forever, and I'm just so glad that we're actually having this movement, even though uh, it's slow and tedious and your conversations about it are full of devil-in-the-detail stuff, which is going to work its way through sooner or later, I think. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Mark. Yeah, I, I think actually I'm a pretty good advocate for the cause, precisely because I've never smoked a joint and never will. Personally, I'm opposed to marijuana. I want to be very clear about this. Just as, like, personally, I'm opposed to cigarettes. I don't like it around me. I don't like the smell. It gives me a headache. So it's the, sm- it's the smoke thing, not the dr- It's the smoke element, not the drug element. That's exactly right. Well, I, I'll never try it because, uh, frankly, I'm afraid if I try it, uh, I, one, I might like it, and then I might want to do it more. And two, uh, uh, you know, I, I, this smell really just gives me a, a headache, whether it's tobacco smoke or, or marijuana smoke. But even though I will never do it and I don't really like to be around it, I fully respect other people's right to do something that basically isn't harming anybody. And uh, so just because I don't want to do it doesn't mean that I want to prohibit it or ban it or put people in jail for it. All right, let's take some more calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And we go next to uh, Tamara in Joplin. Hey, Tamara, line two, good afternoon. Well, how are you? Good. Hey, Tamara. I've been reading about Amsterdam. Now, Amsterdam, it's officially banned tobacco smoking in bars, cafes, all over. But they have smoking rooms. You can also buy marijuana at state-run coffee shops. You're allowed up to 30 grams, which is just a hair over an ounce of marijuana. And you can smoke it in there, in, in the coffee shop. It's all regulated. The state gets its money. They don't tolerate the harder drugs, but you can smoke weed or hash. They even have it to where you can ask the bartender at the bar if the drug you just bought from somebody is any good because they will test it for you right there in the bar. At no charge. <laughs> you know, the only reason marijuana and hash isn't legal in the United States is because the CIA buys it, brings it into this country, and sells it on the streets and makes billions of dollars for their black op operations, like down there in Guatemala and Central America and other countries. That's the only reason the federal government has been fighting it. Now, in 1975, driving from Fayetteville, North Carolina, to Pembroke State University, they had farms growing marijuana. And it said, uh, uh, Government Cannabis Sativa uh, Plantation. And every November, they would cut the plants down and burn them. And there would be thousands of cars lined up along the roads, everybody getting high from the smoke. And this is in the 70s. They knew that it had a medicinal purpose then. They know it has a medicinal purpose now. And the only thing that keeps it from being legalized in the United States is because they buy it, sell it. How many times have we seen a plane crash coming from South America, crashes in Mexico, and it's full of cocaine, and it's registered to the CIA? 
Now, we, we all know that story that went around a couple years ago. Well, so uh, it's time. It is time for America to stand up and stop being stupid. Mark and and legalize marijuana and hash, and stop sending our children and grandchildren to prison for life sentences. Okay, so I obviously I agree with you about the legalization of marijuana. As far as your more um, uh, your 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 more ex- extreme claim that the government is selling uh, marijuana, here's what I know: it is true that when we supported the Nicaraguan Contras, uh, that many of them were involved in the drug trade. And so people said, well, okay, well, the CIA is selling marijuana. That's kind of shorthand. We did support groups that did sell drugs. That, that part I know is true. I don't know of any, any proven allegation that our agents sold these drugs. And I also think that this is a relatively rare occurrence. In other words, we supported the Contras because they were anti-communists. The Contras sold drugs to finance their movement. I don't think it's because we wanted to finance drugs per se. Uh, again, I'm not defending the CIA, but right. I just think that we should, we should be clear what's, what's true and what's not true. I don't know of any evidence that the CIA sold drugs, certainly in any massive quantities, other than, like I said, giving some aid to some political groups that I don't support, but that, that did sell drugs. But the, the, the larger point, which is it should be legal, I completely agree with you. Well, you do know that the United States holds a patent for a cannabis sativa. That's true, and I can talk a little bit about that because it came up when I worked in Congress. Uh, there is a very, very limited amount of cannabis that is grown by the government for testing purposes. By the way, it's not just cannabis. They grow cocaine, too. Uh, yes, they to do. Test for, to, to do medical experiments and so forth. It is, it's in Mississippi, and it's such a limited quantity that, frankly, uh, we couldn't even get enough of it to do the research that we wanted to do to prove that medical marijuana has, has true medical effects. They, they grew so little of it uh, down there. But well, the government actually, can grow all kinds of drugs, by the way, including arsenic, including uh, poisons. I mean, the government has the right to control smallpox, uh, which obviously murdered uh, millions of, of people. So all kinds of dangerous substances the government can possess, including marijuana, which is far less dangerous than a lot of the other things the government has. Tamar, always uh, good talking to you, girl. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Randall in Connecticut, Line 3. Randall, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I, 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 I think your last caller was watching it too much Air America. Why is uh, um, There's no more Air America, but what, what, why do you think so? Well, just uh, the CIA bringing everything in, I think she's watched too many movies. Yeah, I don't think the CIA is responsible for the nation's drug trade. As I said, I, I think you can give a couple examples in history where the CIA helped a group that was involved in drugs as a side. I, I think she might be actually, Mark, I, I, I'm not sure. I think she might be referring to, in the San Jose Mercury News, um, there was a, a piece that was never refuted by the United States government. Um uh, that the United States government, I'm not sure the CIA, uh, av- actually um, flooded uh, some of the very impoverished black communities in our country with drugs and, in a sense, used them as lab rats, if you will, to see what would happen if they became addicted. And that that was that piece was uh, never refuted. There was nobody ever sued. Well, I, I, I do know of that piece. Uh, Gary Webb, in fact. Uh, yes, yes, yes. 
And it, it, there's just a huge amount of controversy over that piece. I, I can't say that I know factually whether it's true or not, but I can tell you that there are many uh, many people who claim that 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 it is that it was false. So again, I, I don't know if it's true or false, but I can tell you that piece was. I it, see. To me, if it's really false, somebody would have sued somebody. Well, not really. When you charge the government with something, it's it's you can't say that you can charge the government with anything, and they're not going to sue you for libel. If you name specific individuals, those individuals can sue you for libel. But when you claim the government is doing stuff, there's really nobody to sue. I mean, you can't defame the government. You can claim the government has done anything. <laughs> no, that's a, that, yeah, that that's a, that's a very very yeah, good. Just point. look at our Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Our Twitter feed speaks to that. Uh, Randall in Connecticut, uh, please continue. Well, I just I I I I'm on a I'm on a uh, a first basis with this because I I use it medically in Connecticut, which we're allowed, but. I don't like the fact that it was made legal in Washington, D.C., and Marco Rubio pulls out paperwork on the Senate floor and threatens the, the city of Washington, D.C., and they better not make it legal or he's going to come after them. When the yeah, other a lot of Republicans have, have threatened. And i got to tell you, the people in D.C. are uh, already upset. After all, they have no representation in Congress, and yet Congress can, can overrule all of their laws. Uh, personally, I think D.C. should either be a state or part of Maryland or something, but to say that they're American citizens who can't vote, have no representation in Congress, and can't decide their own lives, to me, is it, it is constitutional, because it's in the Constitution, but it's fundamentally anti-democratic and wrong. Yeah, but I think Congress has a lot more work to worry about right now whether there's somebody smoking a joint. Exactly. I- okay, we're going to take a break. Thank you for your call there. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. One more segment in this third hour on this hump day. Talking pot, smoking it, legalizing it for medicinal and even recreational purposes. Alaska's now state number three. We'll be back. We are back. Mark Levine in D.C., me, Leslie Marshall, here in Los Angeles. And how's your weather there, buddy? Uh, it's, there's snow on the ground. It's, uh, it was, used to, it used to be colder. We, it went down to, uh, close to zero, actually, a few days ago, but it's warmed up. It's a balmy 38 degrees now, which is practically a heat wave. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll bring some warm weather with me, uh, next week. Speaking of, we have, to just, we have to decide when we're having cocktails. I'm just waiting to hear on one more appointment. Not okay. that you're not. That you're not I, I don't know. I don't know, Leslie, because some people think alcohol should be illegal. So uh, I don't know if we should be having those cocktails. Oh, I've done tons of illegal stuff. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so line four dropped. Uh, sorry that we lost. Who was that there? Uh, uh, Paul in New Mexico. Give us a buzz back. Eight 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 six. Leslie Leon's in Boston, my home city. Line five. Talk about getting hit crazy with snow. Hey, Leon, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. The guy whose name spelled backwards is Noel. Noel. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Leslie, people are going to think you're high on the air right now. <laughs> no, I, nope. Uh, actually, actually, I did smoke pot briefly in college because uh, peer pressure, whatever. And I got to be honest, um, I don't need marijuana to be paranoid. Or to get the munchies for salty, crunchy food items. Okay? I'll say that right now. I am paranoid enough. Look at what I do for a living. And my crew can attest. I'm probably one of the most paranoid people alive without the drugs. And God, do I love potato chips, Cheetos, Doritos, and all that stuff. 
So I confess, I did inhale, and I I'd sit in the corner and be like, I can't stand this. I'm not a, I don't need downers. That's not my thing. Uh, but uh, for for a downer, I I guess you might say uh, booze. But a cocktail or two, one or two cocktails a week, which is pretty much the most I have now. And now that I'm a responsible mother, it must be good. Um, as, Let's hear from uh, it, Leon. It, it, it does the good thing. So, yes, Leon, now that we know way too much about my personal uh, recreation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I personally think that marijuana in the whole United States should be legalized. The United States has bigger and more severe issues they should be worried about instead of putting people in jail for marijuana. Like, alcohol is a killer. Tobacco, I think those are the, those are the two most killers in the United States. I don't think there's any reports of anybody dying from marijuana, but if it is legal, it should be it should be on um, monitored, just like alcohol. You can't use it when you when you're driving. There should be an age limit. I don't know okay. if they can make a breathalyzer test for that. I'm not I'm not exactly sure, but it should be regulated. I agree. That's all I gotta say. I agree. All right. Great. Anything else, uh, Leon? Nope. That's all I had to say. Okay. Good. My homeboy did it short and sweet there. Thank you for the call, buddy. Uh, let's go to Maggie, my new home state of California, on line two. Hey, Maggie, good afternoon. Thanks for joining Mark Levine and I. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm home with the flu, which is why I'm able to call you. <laughs> Sorry you have the flu? Glad you're home to call. What's your take on this? Um, I tweeted in under the name Maggie B-L-E-U, and um, I don't believe that alcohol and marijuana are comparable i think that marijuana is not measurable and i think what do you mean it's not measurable well alcohol is measurable well wait wait, yeah but what do you mean by measure measurable you mean like you can breathe into a breathalyzer and tell how intoxicated you are and a urine test can tell can tell uh marijuana Absolutely, it's measurable. And, and, not, and not just a urine test. I mean, if you're looking at, there are tests that have been conducted as to reflexes while under the well, influence of marijuana. I, I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I think a urine test can tell that you're smoking marijuana and it's in your blood, but it doesn't determine the potency of the marijuana that you're smoking. Yeah, yeah but wait a minute. To that point, to that point. Um, I have some friends that are police officers, and we have talked about breathalyzers so that folks know because you can't see me unless you watch me on TV, and even then you can't see how short I am. Mark Levine, who is a shorter guy, can attest I'm but pretty I'm taller da- than you, Leslie. Right, and you're taller than me. I am pretty damn short even in heels where you normally <laughs> see me out in public in heels. I'm 5'2 on my best day without shoes. And I say I say that because, and uh, despite what people think on TV, I'm a size two to four, so I'm I'm pretty thin. I'm not anorexic, but thin, uh, relatively speaking. And if I drink just a glass of wine, it's going to register differently than it would if I were six two and and had had additional weight. So you know, can it can it determine how much the quantity well, that you've had, or can it determine the time that you've had? A lot is. I've had police officers well, tell me, I, tell me, I, it's I, going. If you're sh- a cop, can tell by looking okay. at you if you're short, and they can smell booze by that you're going to fail that test. By speaking of potency, I'm talking about the difference between a Thai bud and a bud that was homegrown. There are different potencies of marijuana that just aren't measurable. Okay, Mark, you got to take this one because when it comes to the buds, um, you got me on that. I, you know, I, I, I don't know all the details. I'm going to admit that. But I do know that it, you can find out in the urine test if someone's been smoking. And exactly. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if scientists would be able to figure out potency. But I don't know the answer, so the caller may be right. Well, it, along that 
along that vein, if a police officer pulls you over and determines that there's marijuana smoke in the car or whatever, you know, that's revenue for the city right there. They, they take you in. Well, that's true for any time a cop pulls you over. You could yeah. argue that a cop will always pull you over speeding because that's revenue for the city. So I don't buy that that's, that's an argument, uh, you know, against. But, but I want to be very clear. I support legalization, so I think we're on the same page. Here. Yeah, we all support legalization. But I thank you for the call, and I'm so sorry that you're not feeling well. Uh, we have to go. It's a three-hour show. Three hours is up. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Mark Levine. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. Well, wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 10.30 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's.